Time for the second hour of Darren, Donick and Chase. We're coming at you from Pete and Terry's Tavern here right on the edge of Smashville at the Sobro entrance. And, Chase, before we go any further, by the way, it's opening night. Predators hosting the Minnesota Wild. Excited about that. Our radio coverage pregame style starts at 6 o'clock with Darren McFarland. He's down at the morning skate right now. It's an optional skate. Uh, So it looks like the lines that the – Predators went with practice the last couple of days. Will be the lines tonight, and that was pretty much verified by Peter Laviolette this morning on Morning Drive, the Coffee with the Coach segment, where Craig Smith will start with Ryan Johansson and Victor Arvidsson. They are breaking up the Jofa line to start the season. Philip Forsberg will skate with Matt Duchesne in Mikhail Grandland. So the idea is to have two potent first lines, and we'll see how they roll tonight. But, Chase, one thing uh, – we should not do is overlook the Minnesota Wild. Because nope. looking at their roster, you know what? For a team that's going to be predicted sixth or seventh somewhere in the in the Central Division in most polls, still have a lot of very good players that have won a lot of good ga- a lot of games over a long period of time. You look, I, I don't. This is not a weak roster by any stretch. So do not think this is going to be a you know Christians versus the Lions when they come in. Here. <laughs> no, I look the. They have gone through a lot over the summer with the dismissal of Paul Fenton and uh, Bill Guerin comes in as, as the GM. Um, but like you said, th- there's some talent there. It- it's whether they can put it all together. And there's going to be some familiar faces. So that's something that you have to factor in. I mean, we know Kevin Fiala was acquired by the Wild for Mik- uh, Mikhail Granlin last year at the trade deadline. Ryan Hartman is now a member of this team. Brad Hunt. So some former Predators uh, still on the Wild roster and not to mention, you know, the goaltending that they have and Ryan Suter leading the defense. So Yeah, it's not it, like the team has been overhauled. Yeah. Re- remember this, too, that guys like Matt Dumba and Miko Koivu were injured and out for the season for the most part by the time right. these teams played. Remember, they played a lot late in the season, and Nashville beat Minnesota Eric in some Stahl. very, very tight games. In fact, it was, what, three shootouts? Yeah. We're like 3-0 and in the shootouts against uh, Predators. Predators were 3-0 and against the Wild in shootouts. And Dumba is back. Parisi is and healthy to start the season. You still got Ryan Suter. They added Max Matt Zuccarello. Zuccarello. Yeah. yeah, a name we haven't mentioned. Yeah. So, so uh, and look, he, the Predators saw him, of course, in the playoffs with the Dallas Stars. So I'm, I'm curious to see how he fits in with the Wild. So totally. it's one of those things that I believe the Predators should come out of here with a victory tonight. Uh, see, I'm not even going that far. They should. Well, I, I think it's a. You got to work hard. Opening night, you're hanging another banner. You hope. You're, but you got to work at it. You're gonna have to earn you it. You have to feed. You have to. You have to use the juice of the of the crowd <laughs> of the night. What of the day? Juice. I still. I still feel like the Preds can get this done tonight, but they cannot sleep on the uh, Minnesota Wild. And I don't think they will. Yeah, and they got a couple of young players too. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, Fiala is still pretty young. Ryan Donato, a young player, and then guys like Joel Erickson Eck. Jordan Greenway, some of the guys that they have had around a couple years that yeah. haven't blossomed yet but have a lot of talent. If There are no bad teams in the Central Division. That That is going to be the theme all year. Now, Chase, tell people how they can win tickets to tonight's game because we have a special offer, but you got to act. Yes. In the next couple hours, you got to start jumbling things. You want to come tonight? Shuffle things around here, and here's how you can do it. Here's what you need to do. We are at Pete and Terry's Tavern just outside the Sobro entrance at Bridgestone Arena. You can come in here and have lunch. $12.50 gets you a burger and a beer. Great value. 
You come in here, we have a little box that you fill out a card, you put it in there, your name is now in the hat, and at 1245, we will draw a name, and whoever that is wins a pair of tickets uh, to tonight's game. You have to come and register. You don't have to stick around until the drawing. We'll leave them at will call. You don't have to be present to win. Just you come by, to... drop your name in the hat. Yep. That's all you got to do. Yeah, on your lunch break. I mean, it's the perfect opportunity. So the morning show gave away a pair. The afternoon show is giving away a pair, and so are we. So come by and see us. Just enter to win, and you have a chance to be in the building tonight. Yep, and if you want to come by, have lunch, you're absolutely welcome to do that. they got great food here at Pete and Terry's. It's right on the Sobro side uh, as you come in. Now, interesting stuff this morning on Morning Drive with the coffee with the coach segment. Yep, Peter Laviolette was on with the guys, and there were a number of uh, points, and I know, too, our show last night, uh, Smashville Live, had David Poyle and Brian Poyle. So we had some excellent perspective from the brain trust of of the hockey team here. One of the things that jumped out at me, we're going to play you the clip here, was Braden was asking Peter Laviolette, who has won a ton of games in this league in different places, including here, the five years for the Predators – that he has coached here have been the five most successful years in franchise history. It's not, it's not even close. His longest with yeah. any team. Yeah, it's the best for the Predators' history. It's best in his history, yep. other than he has not won the Cup. He did win the Cup in Carolina, but he, he was ousted not long after that. But the question, and it's a good question to ask any coach who has lasted as long as Lavi has, how do you evolve? How do you keep it fresh? How do you keep getting better? Listen to what he said. Coach, you know, you've been doing this a long time. You've been a head coach in the NHL for a while, and, and evolution is, the, is a part of every professional coach's life cycle. How are you different to, at this point of the season, going into game one? How are you different? What have you tweaked? What are you doing differently this year that you've learned over your years in, in Nashville here that you now are, are putting into place this year? I think you're constantly looking at the game that you play. Um, you know, there's some minor changes without getting it into the radio here. There's some minor changes that we've we've made to the system. We looked at a, a major change, and um, I think you try things and look at things, and then that major change I wasn't real comfortable with. And so I think there's things systematically that you look at and you talk about, and um, you either evolve into that or you don't evolve into that, depending on what you're looking for from your team. Um, you know, from a, I guess from my standpoint, you know, I look at our team as a, a team now that's been together for quite a few years, the core of it. Um, I've really tried to hand it over to them this year and um, give them some, some say in how we go about our business. Um, these are the guys that are on the ice. They're terrific leaders. They're terrific veteran players. And I'm counting on them to, to make sure that we're doing the right things. Of course, there's always the presence of the coaches and the coaching staff, but I really feel like this is their team this year, and um, they want to they grab, grab the, the bull by the horns, and we're going to let them. So an interesting point made by Peter Laviolette. He trusts the leadership group, and he says he's going to let them dictate a little bit, take ownership of how they play some. I don't know all the details of what that means, but that is an interesting thing to say. The other part of it, Chase, that jumped out at me, he said we were contemplating a major change that he wasn't comfortable with. Don't know what that was. You can but make there assumptions. Are some minor, well, <laughs> I don't know if you can make assumptions, really. I mean, yeah. I, I think there, it could be a lot of different things. It could be the way they, uh, you know, the, the X's and O's part of it, how they cover this or how they attack that. But I think 
they know that overall what they have done has been pretty successful. Yeah. But it's those, those minor tweaks might be the difference of breaking through in the playoffs as opposed to not, right? Yeah, and I, I do like him turning some things over to the players because – and not that they didn't have leaders before and not that he didn't lean on his leadership yeah. group a lot. But, but for him you know, to say that right. I think is significant. Something he, is different. He is giving – he is endorsing this. He's basically saying, hey, this is their team. You know, I'm the head coach. But Because remember, in his closing press conference last year – he made it a point to take ownership for the woes of the power play by saying anything that happens with this team, anything that goes on in this locker room goes through me. So it all falls on me. And I, I pl- applauded him then for taking ownership of that because he, you know, he, he wasn't saying like, hey, this is my rule, you know, this, it's my team. He was doing it in a way to say, hey, look, if things go wrong, it's my fault. If, ga- if things go right... It, you know, it goes through me too. So he's taking it both sides. Now that he's putting some of that on the players, you know, it's their time. It's their time. This this core group that we have praised for years that David Poyle has put together and has been able to keep and he's trying to re-sign Roman Yossi to a long-term deal. Now it is their opportunity to really step up and to shine and to, and to take ownership of this team and hopefully win the win the whole thing. Now, as for making a big change, I do think they made a big change. P.K. Subban not being here yeah, that's is a, a big change. significant change. change. You're Look, no question. And, and, and I think it's going to – you're going to miss him because he brought something to this team that they didn't have, that they, they never had in their history, and that was this larger-than-life just just personality that, that put a spotlight on this organization. He was great in the community. But, you know, there's some positives and negatives to that, to having a, a player like that. So that's now gone. You're losing a great defenseman a great player, a good teammate. So there are going to be some some good things and some bad things from PK being gone, but at the same time I think this team is, is it's going to push them in a different direction to uh, to hopefully get better and to go and win the Stanley Cup. So it that clip right there goes to what we have been talking about. And that is there is something about this team. There's just this vibe that's coming off of them that they know they have the group to go and win it all and I think they like that the national pundits aren't talking about them. Another thing that came up, and Nick Kale asked this question, I thought it was an interesting way to look at because we haven't really discussed this much, at least on our show, is without Brian Boyle and without Wayne Simmons, letting those veteran grinders move on, guys right. who are you know imposing physically the net front presence, which was discussed a lot before they acquired those guys, that maybe that was something the team is lacking that they have decided not to replace them with any any big bodies, really. And so Peter Laviolette had an interesting answer. He said, we have it in our system if we need it. Yep. And so he said, if we want to go that way, we have guys like Jared Tenorti, Mika Salamaki mentioned some other guys who are coming up through the system, Olivier, who we got to see some, yeah. that they want to trust that they have some guys that they've been developing there for a while. That could provide a little bit, but that I thought that was an interesting question by Nick, and and Peter Laviolette was ready for that answer. He was, they have clearly discussed that part of it because it's a, it is a little bit more of a skilled speed lineup. Yeah, that they're going to roll out there tonight. True. Well, and look, it is, and I think that's a good thing. But there's also look, it's kind of the way the league is going to a large degree. Yeah, Brian Boyle's still sitting out there. There's no, <laughs> I mean, if they get to the point where they're like, hey, we're really missing Boiler. I mean, we we need a big guy like that. Who's to say they don't make that call? Now, other teams could, you know, as injuries happen and, and all of that. But 
Um, just his net front presence is something I think they're going to miss. But they have that hopefully now in Duchesne, especially on the power play. So um, it, I thought his comments were interesting. If you missed the conversation with the Poils last night from Smashville Live, they had some good stuff right. to say so, as well. So let's stop there and let's come back with a, a, a clip or two from that yes. last night. And we'll, we'll get that perspective. As we set up opening night in Smashville, remember, come by here to Pete and Terry's and register to win. Just come by. Just drop your name in the hat if you want. If you want to stick around and eat lunch, you can. We're going to draw at 1245 for a pair of tickets for Look, tonight's game. Jeremy Tonight. K. Jeremy K. Gover just walked in. He'll be signing autographs for the next 10 minutes or so. So yeah. he just walked in. So come register to win tickets. No question. Because he, he's not going to win the tickets. No, he's, he's not. He's not going to do it. He's not. He's not eligible. All right, when we come back, we'll hear from David Poyle. And we'll also have some fun. If you heard our contest, our trivia contest yesterday, where we had somebody that was really trying to win wrestling tickets and he was clearly not a hockey fan, you will have fun uh, because one of the guys he was referring to scored a big goal last night. So stay tuned for that. We're coming back here on 102.5 The Game. Back here on Darren Donick and Chase, Pete and Terry's Tavern. People are coming in here and registering to win, so you better... Get in here. You don't have to be present at 1245 when we draw, but you've got about an hour and a half to get in here and register to win tickets to tonight's game between the Predators and the Minnesota Wild as they kick off their regular season. People coming in here, including a Zamboni, a mini Zamboni, sweeping the floor of Pete Terry's Tavern. It's got drinks. It's delivering drinks. It's oh my cool goodness! Oh, no, this is this is something. Is this a remote control cooler? Are you kidding me? That is the best invention ever. Ever. Oh. Wow, Sean Henry has this, got this cooler on display. This is it's remote controlled. <laughs> he's got he's drinking Dunkin' Donuts coffee. He's got Dr Pepper, golden M and M's. <laughs> that is very cool. I'm reminded of the movie uh, Slapshot where Paul Newman, what we got? better what, known what's as that. Oh, Peanuts. peanuts. Red Shot Life. I can't say, well, remember he, the, he meets the Hanson brothers and yeah. he goes, they brought their cars with him. He, that, that's not quite a car, but <laughs> it's a remote control car. That's pretty strong. That is fantastic. And I have to say, he 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 navigated coming through the hallways he and through did. the door here perfectly. Oh, no, this yeah. is let's see, get an action let's see if shot. Now he's backing it out. <laughs> Look at this. Three, he's making a three-point turn here. This is good. Get, this hold, is good. Hold on, Sean. Get it over close to you. You'll get this you thing, the... it, it's even got speakers on it. This is not a great visual for radio, but we will tweet out pictures. Uh, I just just tweeted out a picture. We put in an obstacle course here for him to try to get through, and he's still able to do it. He's close. He's he's very close. (laughs) I'm going to have to steal a drink from that thing. Oh, this is awesome. Very well done. Very well done. And away it goes. Very well done. There's a dog in here that, that... could be a little scared. But. Is that in the pro shop? <laughs> we get off at 2 o'clock. I, I won't go one buy of one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you that can make some money. fantastic. Or fantastic. <laughs> huh? Uh, you're, 
That's good. 737-1025. Bill, you want to talk about that Roman Yossi contract? Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Uh, I wonder about this. Uh, from what I've heard from your afternoon show and some of the other sports shows, it looks like uh, the Predators are offering him $8.5 million, uh, a year where he wants $9 million a year. And how much does he take into consideration if he goes to another team as a 75% chance he's going to end up in a state where they have state income taxes? That's going to eat up most of that extra 500000 And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. I don't know, I don't know where sure, they got those yeah, numbers. I'm not sure where those numbers. I don't know if that's been reported somewhere. Uh, we've talked extensively I'm, I'm about. Sorry, the, I'm, I'm watching Sean Henry try to get this cooler yeah. out of the, <laughs> out of Pete Terry Stavern. He's having to hold the door and and control the remote. He did a nice job there, multitasking. Well done. We've talked a lot about that factor that yep. he talked about at the end there. Your money do, does go a lot further. Roman knows he knows that. His agent knows that. The Predators know that. Uh, I have no idea if it's. The sticking point is eight and a half as opposed to nine, or nine as opposed to nine and a half, or nine as opposed to ten. Yeah. Uh, so I have no idea where those numbers came from. I'm yeah, still I very confident. We we had Roman on the other day. Yep. Tuesday. I don't the sense last, any or last week. I don't sense any panic. I no, know the coils. This, this is I. I just totally blanked out on what day it is. Yeah, that was Tuesday. right? That was two Thursday. days ago, Darren. Wow. Forty-eight hours. <laughs> Hey, the days are all running together. Sorry, Willie. I, it is Thursday. That was on Tuesday at Centennial. I didn't sense any panic. And you asked uh, him uneasy. about what you asked him. The uh, apparently, yeah. Adam Vingan brought those those numbers up last night on Jared on and the GM. Uh, Preds Insiders. Well, Jared in the GM is what okay. Brian's well, telling me. Can we play the uh, the clip from Jared? I mean, do we have? Oh, Adam brought it on Jared in the GM. I was going to say I didn't yeah. know that. I know the Poils were asked about it last night too on the show so i don't i just think it's going to get done it's, regardless yeah. of where they where they fall as we've talked about a lot roman yossi deserves to be the highest paid player on the on the predators yeah. for sure i think that's going to be the case when they get this done it's just a matter of how much higher he is from everybody else every five hundred thousand dollars you save over time adds up to what you can add to the roster. That's a very real thing. I, I agree. But Roman Yossi, on the other side, does absolutely deserves to be paid on the level that the top defensemen in this league get paid. So uh, they'll, they'll find the middle that's ground. That's Eric Carlson. I don't think – I think we've already – I take, I I, take Roman Yossi over Eric Carlson. Well, so, oh, would, okay. so would I, yeah. but well, are that, they going to I'm pay saying. him? That's, what I, that's not what I'm saying. I have said all along uh, Eric Carlson's not worth that contract. It's going back yeah. to the Todd Gurley thing, right? Just because somebody paid him that doesn't mean that it's a good thing. Yeah. And we all – And California's look, different if than If you're asking me, I think, I think it's well stated yeah. that I've put it on record that I think Eric Carlson, in my opinion, is overrated. Do I think he's a tremendous player? Yeah, I think he's a bit overrated, in my opinion. I've said it for a good while. So, do I think he should be paid more than Eric Carlson? Yeah, but do I think that is a good contract? No, I do not. The one in San Jose. I think I it's going to end up getting them I agree. in the end and in I the long run. And I don't think the Predators will have to go that high to get him signed. Because California, the cost of living, it's a way different Look, thing than it, it is in Tennessee. If they're offering eight and a half and he wants nine, I feel like that's something that you can work out. All right, let's, let's, just, let's just go on. We had fun with the RFAs, <laughs> okay. right? Let's just, let's just lock in a number. Let's just see who gets the closest, right? I, I feel like... 
I won with Matt Duchesne. You did. Right? You I, did. I, I, like I, I will won. give you full marks Everybody on it. You got to win. Way, way higher. And so, but let's. Yep. Let's have a little fun and with I, this. Not to pat myself on the back, I won our draft. You of did. You won the which, RFA. Which of the big RFAs would yep. sign first? And you, by the way, we owe you lunch. Yeah, yeah. That's just still just coming. Reminding you of that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Tomorrow is Friday. Now that we've established <laughs> yeah. what day Look, it Friday, is. Friday, we already have a, an established system. Food I think Friday. it needs to be a non-Friday <laughs> that I collect on this. But anyway. Oh, you want to do? You want to double dip? Oh yeah. You want to collect deal. this bet? The Friday and, is a rotation. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So let's let's lock in a number. Let's let's come up with our own number and okay. lock it in, and be on record. So who want, whoever wants to start, I don't care. I mean, you I'll what? start. I, I'll start if I've, you want. I've always in my mind thought the number was nine. Okay, I I will go nine and a quarter. You'll go a little higher, okay? Because that would not shock me at all. Nine point two five is where I'm going. I'll I'm say, down. I'll say nine five. You're gonna go nine five. Okay, so, so nobody nine, goes under nine. No, I don't think it's under no. nine. I don't. I don't. I don't. Believe I thought that. about eight point seven five, but I. I think it's nine. I don't believe it's. That. It's in the nine range. So nine to nine. Nine for Willie, nine and a quarter for me. And we all nine agree eight years. The max five for Chase. Max, do you? Are you care to weigh in? Yeah. Are you with somebody's number or you have your own number? Can I get them repeated one more time, please? Nine, it, nine and a quarter, nine and a half, are the three guesses. It's it's so comparable. I would lean on the higher side just between those three, but does that really make a huge difference for the cap moving forward, a half a million? Well, I think what everybody's trying to do is gauge Over eight years, how much yeah. the cap is going to change and hopefully change for the better and right. get higher and give you more room because from David Poyle's thinking, as soon as they can get this deal done, then they can start addressing things like Craig Smith and Mikhail Granlin. Can you keep one or both of those guys? Who else do you need to address uh, over the course of the season to keep the core intact, keep you winning for as long as you possibly can? That's that's the game you have to play. So as much as you can save, every, every little bit counts. Just so you know why I enjoy my conversations with Craig Smith, when I went down to the room uh, to get an interview for, for pregame, Jared was a witness. <laughs> Craig, Craig looked at me and said, man, you look good. And I said, man, I'll take that. I will take that all day. He said it twice. Wow. I mean, so that that's why, you know, we kind of have a little special bond, <laughs> me and Craig Smith. I, how about, I will take that. How about this Alex DeBrinkett contract today? Yeah, Three okay. years, yeah, six, six, $6.4 a year. Good little deal there. Yep. We will come back. Hal Gill, Skillsy is in the house. Skillsy. At Pete and Terry's Tavern. He will join us next on Darren, Donick, and Chase, ESPN 1025, the game. Silly underdog picks coming up at high noon. We're excited about that. Also, A.J. Malesko, who will be on the call this evening. She'll be in, like, Hal's role with with Chris Cuthbert, right, as the color analyst, NBC Sports Network. Predators on the national stage this evening as they host the Minnesota Wild. Evidently, NBC loves the Preds in Minnesota. I feel like a lot of games last year were Preds and Uh, Wild. How about four in a row? Yeah. This is the fourth in a row. They love this matchup, huh? Apparently so. We loved the contest we had yesterday. We gave away tickets to WWE Monday Night Raw here at Bridgestone Arena on December 2nd. And we decided to have a little fun with the listeners. And so we had the listeners call in, load up the lines, and we said it's going to be a hockey question. And it's going to be basically answer correctly, you survive. You miss miss it, you're out. And the last one standing is going to get the tickets. But we got down to the final two. Yes. 
and one of the the, the callers was Harry, and he ah, was Harry. he had made it to the what final two. I mean, it was it was right there. He could feel it, <laughs> and it was time for Harry to to give a correct answer to stay alive. And this is what we got yesterday on the show. Well, hold on, hold on. Did I set that up wrong? What we have here. So we we heard Harry yesterday, but little did we know that Harry, the hockey aficionado, was on the call on Sportsnet for the Oilers-Canucks game last night on opening night. Oh. Yeah, he became famous uh, throughout the day. And then opening night, you know, one of the guys that he was trying to refer to had a big play, and he happened to be on the call last night. Heading shot, rebound. Leon Dresden. Good play by Cassian to recognize. Leon Dresden. Was open, uses his body to win that puck. And the little tap over to Leon Dresden. That one time we saw that a lot last year in his 50-goal season. And he buries it for a 1-0 lead. So, Leon Dresden scored for Edmonton last night in the Oilers' victory over Vancouver. Big night for Leon. Well, Leon scored the first goal, and then he assisted on the game-winning goal. Yeah, he it was, was a big everywhere. night for Leon. He was everywhere. That was awesome. Uh, that well was, done, Max. I hope Harry is, uh, you know, playing along with us. We're we're having a little fun with it. Uh, he provided quite the humor on the show, but uh, we also realized that Harry was probably cheating, right? With, yeah, with and Nikita then, and and Leon. Yeah. I'll take Nikita. Uh, <laughs> What's his last name? Nikita who? He had also already been guessed. That was the first yeah, guess. That, that name was already chosen. Yeah. Last night, uh, the NHL did kick off their season. I mentioned Edmonton got a win. The Capitals won in overtime in St. Louis. Vegas looked pretty impressive, although San Jose's roster was pretty depleted. Uh, that was going to be a tough yeah. spot for them to win that game. And they, while Vegas looked really good, uh, San Jose didn't have some, and, and let's also say this: they lost some important pieces. Man, Don Scoy is is now in the division with Colorado. You've got Braun over in the Eastern Conference with Philadelphia, and the big one is Pavelski. So that two key guys that are now in the division with Pavelski in Dallas. And I I told you yesterday that I was looking at the the morning rushes for the Stars, and it was Ben Sagan. And Pavelski on that first line, it was like, yeesh, yikes. Did you know that yesterday you were talking about the opening night rosters? We were focusing on the youngest. The oldest is the Dallas Stars. Is really? that surprising? Yes. It a just shows bit, yeah. you that when you have a few older players and Pavelski raises the average. Corey Perry. Perry. Corey and, Perry yeah. very Perry much and raises Pavelski it. Those two average, alone. I was just how many years did that jump up there? So I, I think that. That average can be somewhat misleading. I think you want a balance. Like, I, I think sometimes it's perceived that if you're young, oh, wow, look at this young. The, the right balance of two and, of, of the two, veterans and, and youngsters, is what you're looking for, I think. Well, I, I think, Because I, I don't look at Dallas as an old team. They've got a lot of guys in their prime. or And some of the young players, like Hintz and uh, Haskinen mm-hmm. and Essa Lindell, and Klingberg, those those are not That's old players nope. at all. So it's not like they're a quote old team. It's just that when you have some a bunch of mid thirties, it skews your average. I feel like Klingberg is thirty four. Yeah, he's <laughs> just, been around for know, a long but time, he's been but he's not 19. that old. Was yeah. he like nineteen when he started? Yeah, so he's I don't know, he's probably what twenty four or something. Yeah, yeah. 
I feel like we've been talking about him forever, but he started at a very, very young age. We'll probably feel the same way about uh, Girardi at some point with Colorado. Yeah. Like, isn't he about 32 right now? And they're like, no, he's 25. Yep. He's been playing for a long time. Yeah, because he's another one broke, you yep. know, out there on the ice at 19. Seth Jones in yep. Columbus. Out Perfect there example. From the very beginning. But if you remember, Columbus is the youngest team in the league. Of course, they lost some, some older guys, so they are the youngest team in the league. We come back. Hour number three will begin with silly underdog picks. That's coming up next on Darren Donick and Chase. ESPN 1025, the game. Heading shot, rebound. Leon Dresden. Yeah! 